Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 21st of July. Today I am joined by Will Lowe, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there, Will. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you, Peter. I've been brainstorming about some of the stories that we're going to talk about today. Very nice, very nice. I haven't. I hope you haven't been, uh, you know, overexerting yourself in doing so. No, absolutely not. I've been having <laughs> a cup, cup of coffee as I've been doing it. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to excited to get into the story today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. So, so what's the what's the uh, what story would you like to talk about today? Well, I thought the story about the redevelopment plans for shopping centres was particularly yeah. interesting. So. Uh-huh. In the, in the Daily Today, there's an article that you've written about how radical plans are needed to save shopping centre developments. Mm-hmm. And this was from the Times. And yeah. so there were some really, really shocking figures mm-hmm. um, that when I was reading them, they kind of... You, you don't think about these in the kind of economic side of shopping centres. But mm. some of these shopping centres have been bought and then sold for less than 10% of their previous... Yeah, that, 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 is is a sh- that is shocking, isn't it? That is shocking. That is huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, when I when I saw that in the article, mm. I thought, "Wow, that is." Even now, when stuff has supposedly kind of turned a corner, mm. you still think that is that is an absolute shocker. That's, that's massive. That's yeah. Absolute, less than ten percent. Yeah. Percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like buying something for a hundred pounds and selling it for nine pounds. There we go. I tell you what, <laughs> Will. Your your mental arithmetic is on fire today. <laughs> I think I use I use the easiest figures that I can. That, well that helps you illustrate then Absolutely. when you go up to the you know hundred tens and hundreds of millions that these shopping centres might you know like that yeah. sell for or whatever whatever it might be you mm. know um um you know these are huge huge figures that yeah. they're selling for and now that kind of shows you how little they're actually selling for again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and there's some vacant spaces that have remained empty for at least three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, three years without having um, anything in place within one of these shopping centres, you know, yeah. it, you, to put your thinking cap on and think mm-hmm. about the kind of plans that could be, um, that need to be drawn up in order to mm. these spaces used for a better reason and for a better purpose. And yeah. so one of these plans that I've come up with um, yeah. that I don't obviously know is, is good or not, but it, it, it's something to, for listeners to think about perhaps is mm. the kind of contrast between shopping centres and mm-hmm. retail outlets or consumer outlets or discount villages, however you might like to call them. Um, mm-hmm. These are things, uh, places like MacArthur Glen Centres or um, Cheshire Oaks, for listeners who might know those. But the way they work is that shops, businesses and brands have uh, lots of bulk inventory that they need to get rid of for a lower Mm -hmm. price. So an Mm. example, Hugo Boss having hundreds and hundreds of shirts that they would usually sell for £70, but then they Mm do a 50% discount or a 50% discount or whatever it might be. And it might not Mm. be fantastic. But then there are mm. also lots of different brands that operate within these villages. So we have mm. 
brands such as Nike, Hugo Boss, Ralph Lauren, um, any 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 brand like that. But then there's mm. also um, there are also food and drink stores. So you have Starbucks, you have Wagamama's, and other mm. places to eat. And so you mm. kind of go there for a day, and you kind of mm. you should go there. And I think you might come onto this beta with a plan about what you mm. need to do there. Mm. Kind of bulk buy and get a lot of things that you might not otherwise buy. But the mm. with the shopping centre and what shopping centres are now being used for is mm. you will you will go there but not actually buy anything because you mm. might just end up getting it online. Mm. What what do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's one of those. Um... I think there is, you know, we're talking about, so there's, there's a few different things we're talking about here. So one is the conventional shopping experience that we have, you know, uh, generally speaking, on our high street. And then another, an example of another uh, shopping experience that we have going to, say, uh, like a Bista Village type um, outlet, you know, designer outlet village or something like that. So in terms of the conventional first, um, I think that a lot of people will go to, uh, say, a, de- a department store mm. and or maybe a shopping centre. Let's say Westfield uh, in, in London or something where you go and you look at stuff and you 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 go with a view to, to you know, being inspired, seeing something and then thinking, either checking it online there as to whether you can get it cheaper somewhere Mm. or looking for inspiration, going home and then doing your homework and then potentially buying something. Absolutely. You get a holistic view when you you shop online. Yeah. So I think you could do that. And actually, especially with clothes, you might even try something on to know what, you know, what size it is that you, you know, that you need and then you order it. So, so that's one thing. I think that's the, I think that's how, people i think have changed more towards doing something like that Mm. um whereas maybe maybe in days of yore you know before before um um uh, you know the real upsurge in in online sales people would be hanging around in the mall you know Mm. meet you at the mall let's just hang out let's just you know and they wander around and stuff Whereas I don't know if I don't know if that is as prevalent now as it as it used I to be. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. really gone to a shopping centre to hang out. Yeah. So so you know, it's one of those things, right? So um, that's the first, that's that's the that's the conventional experience. Hmm. The other experience would be say going to a you know MacArthur Glen or uh, Bista Village or something like that. Hmm. You know, you're going along. In that sense, I think that you are going to spend, you know, your 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 mindset is I'm going to spend because it's cheap. Mm. You know, I'm going to get a 40% discount on something. So I don't need to check online whether I can get it to you. I mean, I'm sure there are people that would, but I, mm. I would say I would suggest the vast majority of people going there. And they might think I need a load of T-shirts for going uh, going on holiday or swimming stuff or suitcase or something or whatever it might be. And they go there and they and they see all these brands and there's that feeling of I'm getting something. You know, you, you almost feel better about spending, even though in reality, in the whole, you know, cost of living crisis, 
the the best um, discount is a hundred percent discount, <laughs> which means which involves you not buying anything, right? So <laughs> so you know, but if you're going there, you're probably you're probably going to buy something. I when think you go there. Well, with with the, the the layout of these of these villages as well, they're kind mm. of designed so that you can dip your toes in a lot of different stores, and yeah. so you're more inclined to actually buy these things. Uh, yeah. They might have a Starbucks in the centre where you can yeah. where you can buy coffee while you walk around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think sometimes there are out actually. I I found this with say Bista Village, for instance. Um, mm is that you go in and you can actually go into places that actually, if you saw the real version, you know, like the, 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 the full proper version, sure. you'd almost feel a bit, oh, I don't know if I want to go in there because you know that the staff are going to be <laughs> really up themselves <laughs> or just, you know, I mean, a bit, the whole experience is a bit, a bit strange. Whereas mm-hmm. um, in a, in an outlet village, every st- store is, kind of the same really i mean it's got different stuff in yes. but the staff are just you know they're they're fine and they're more distant um, as well around the entire village yeah mm. yeah so i mean i you know i think that those those kind of places you feel you, you it gives you a different emotion and i think i'll say now i feel that um that retail needs to change to get you to feel more to do something with with emotion Hmm. rather than um logic because i think when you shop online i think you're more likely to be able to shop using logic i.e what price is better yeah you know so that's that and it takes all the emotion out of it whereas you know maybe these new like um the retail outlets uh, retail you know properties that you have in towns hmm. need to feed in somehow to the emotional way that retail out that you know designer outlets make you feel well exactly. like i must spend something i want to spend something okay things are a bit tight at the moment but you know i want to treat myself i want to have something so hmm. somehow somewhere it, i think that retail in order to survive in the UK mm. and I suppose generally as well, you know, is is to make you feel something to feed into, you know, feed into that emotion so that they can then you can buy stuff. Definitely. I think, well, it's interesting really, because the, we're kind of, I think, you know, we're reaching the conclusion that these shopping centers aren't really beyond um, well, sorry, are beyond repair and, and mm-hmm. fans can't exactly save them. But mm. I think there are some, you know, definitely key services mm. that um, that that people still need and people still need mm. to go to and they would go to shopping centres for, such mm. as haircuts, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. services and pampering yeah. and whatnot. So there is still a place for mm. shopping centres. Mm. Making making better use of the space that they have, and mm. um, it might not mean that they create these new stores, you know, mm. or they create discount stores. Mm. But that's certainly one way they could go about it. And another way mm. they could go about it is with living space or office mm-hmm. space. And mm-hmm. I, um, I've, you know, I've heard you in the past, Peter, speak about how you can have these kind of multi-layered shopping centres. Mm. With with lots of different floors, mm. 
what what did they involve exactly? Yeah, so I mean things like you know you could have let's say an IKEA. I mean I've been banging on about this for quite a while now, but that <laughs> you know if you've got um you know you've got a big hole in the centre of a of a, a you know of a high street mm. where which used to be occupied by Debenhams, for instance. Mm. Now all these you know these high streets um, uh, department stores they occupied prime territory slap bang in the middle of things usually and with a lot of space because obviously they've got lots of things to sell um i think ikea is a, is is potentially a a a great would be a great tenant yeah because it would attract people in definitely, definitely but also it's one of the rare retailers that needs space hmm. so i think that you know you could have say ikea as your kind of anchor tenant uh and then perhaps um you then have another floor that's perhaps dedicated to say more leisure so coffee shops um and you know food outlets and a gym on that floor mm. i mean that would be great right you're coming out of the gym <laughs> having having just you know worked off a load of calories <laughs> and then oh i think oh uh ooh, double burger <laughs> double cheeseburger uh, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't mind don't mind if i do um i mean actually that was quite just as a little aside where I'm in Guildford, there was, it's gone now, a Frankie and Benny's, but it's really funny. The, 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 um, the, the gym, you know, the gym, gym, right. was, mm. was above was the, on the first floor and you could come out of the gym and you had to walk past the, um, Frankie and Benny's. <laughs> I just thought it's so ironic. Like, you know, you could be doing that. And they just walk past and go, yeah. I say, not that I was a massive fan of it, but I did think it was rather ironic. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, so, you know, you can have, say, a leisure floor and then maybe another floor that has perhaps, you know, like uh, re- um, residential, yes. you know, little, little flats, maybe studio flats and let's say a shared working space or so, you know, one of these like we work type place or mm. something like that. And then you basically you're having a village within a village or, you know, or town within a town, whatever it is. Mm. Um, and it just creates a bit of a buzz, something's going on. Community feel. Yeah. And I think that, that, you know, that could be, that could be quite interesting or a sort of variation of that, but it doesn't just have to mean that if you are in a, a mall, that it has, that it purely has to be retail. No, exactly, exactly. And I, I think that's definitely one kind of plan that you mm. can have. I think it's interesting to see the contrast between these retail outlets, which are still garnering a lot of attention, but mm. then how, well, like you mentioned in the daily, 9% of these shopping centres mm. be demolished. Mm. That, that mm. doesn't sit quite right. So, yeah, yeah. How about yeah. the employee, me and you, Peter, and we can save the shopping centre. There we go. Be the hero. There we go. <laughs> be, be, be like the Batman and Robin um, <laughs> of, <Exactly>. uh, <laughs> of retail. Yeah, Absolutely. that's it. Coming coming to save retail, a retail outlet near you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, there we go. It sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, so... Um, I'll move on um, to the um, story that I was uh, wanting to bring up today. Which is a good one. Um, yeah, and it's like, I thought this is, again, another amazing statistic here. So, well, sort of amazing, but sort of in a way you think, well, yeah, I suppose I can I can see that, hmm. um, is Instagram. So this is from the FT, and it's talking about Instagram, according to an Ofcom report, um, is the most popular news source among teenagers, uh, British teenagers. And I thought that was 
at first I thought, oh dear me, and then I thought, but then I thought, well, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see, I can see that. Um, and the number two, uh, the second most popular was TikTok, and you know. I mean, the the irony of me talking about this, given the fact that we are on both Instagram and TikTok, um, is not lost on me. Um, However, you know, I have always said that, in my opinion, um, in terms of publicly available information, Mm. I feel that newspapers are the best. Mm. Um, they're, They're the best news source because they're consistent, so they're everyday they're not going to go away. They got that, you know. If they have a bad story, they're not going to go away. They're going to, they're going to stay. They're going to stay there. Mm. Um, they also, so they're consistent. Um, they also uh, have this a certain quality. And no matter what you think about something, you know, there is a, a newspaper. There is a a standard that they must yeah. hit. Yeah. So that's good. Um, and then. Um, I, I'd say the, you know, the, the, I mean, those those are, de- are definitely um, the main things um, about it. And I think that um, they just, yeah, they just, I just think that they, the, the consistency and the, 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 the fact that they've got standards is, is very important definitely. because it means you can kind of rely more on what they say. Now, of course, there are, uh, it's, you know, these these um, news outlets, they put maybe snippets of stories and things on Instagram, whatever. But quite a lot yeah. of them as well. And yeah, you know, like the BBC, for example, publishes nearly every story on its Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but the thing is, <clears throat> I think what you what you lose, mm. um, which I think is the most important thing for if you actually want to use the news, mm. um, is the fact that. Um, if you read stuff in isolation, which is basically what you will do if you read all your news on Instagram mm. and um, TikTok, is that you you don't you won't get that connection between all the different themes, because mm. and and I think you know and and I, I have to say you know I say now you know that that um, obviously Watson's Daily uses. Um, you know, uses the uses newspapers. When I was a, a stockbroker, I had direct access to companies. I could ask companies directly various questions. Um, mm. I had loads of there were loads of analysts, and I could ask them. They were experts in their fields, and obviously, I could you know have my own opinion and stuff as well. Um, but you know, now that I'm not in it, um, as far as I'm concerned, the best sources for this information is newspapers and so that's why i use news. you know i use newspapers and watson's daily hmm. um that's why i think that you know they, they you know i like the the consistency they're not going to walk away from a story um and uh yeah and i and i think that um i was really pleased to see that the, the other story that was in there was about how the guardian has had its strongest yes. financial yes. results since 2008 because i think that's great that people are actually because with the guardian you know you I, i'm pretty sure that you can basically you can read the guardian completely free online you don't have to pay and at the bottom of the screen it will say something like you know we provide this free if you could could contribute we would really appreciate all that kind of stuff and that's really good 
So I was really pleased to see that. But hmm. I do think that um, Instagram, you can't rely on Instagram and TikTok to give you what you need. No, too fast. It gives, pe- it gives people, you said this, Peter, it gives people what they want, but not what they need. Yeah, because I have definitely found, you know, so, you know, when I went into be, uh, being, being a stockbroker that I just didn't know enough stuff. I just didn't know. And I had to learn everything really, really quickly. And to learn quickly, you can't just learn one thing after another and after another and after another. Mm. You know, I often say that commercial awareness is not a pub quiz. It's not about learning a set of facts. I mean, yes, that those facts will are building blocks and you need to know stuff. But really, this this all starts to become actually useful to your daily life, either in your studies or as, or in your career, when you start remembering them these stories realizing what their significance is and maybe using that knowledge to try and then spot trends or come up with ideas about what can happen you know what what things could happen in the future and so i think it's really important so you know a, a lot of times when I obviously I run a business, um, you know, this bit, this business and, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, you know, sometimes with clients, you need to give them what they want, as you say, you know, give them what they want, mm. but actually then give them what they need. And I know from my own personal experience of having to learn stuff very, very quickly under extreme pressure that, you know, you need to be at, you will learn much faster if you get all these different connections and you understand the connections between everything. Is this a and, sales pitch, Peter, on the podcast? Well, no, well, no, this is the thing, right? I, I get accused of this. Um, is that <laughs> I, really you know, yeah, this is not a, you know, this is not a, a sales pitch because um, I think what happens, and, and I've had this before when, you know, I, so I, I go and present to um, universities and things like that from time to time mm. and companies as well from time mm. to time. And I know that one time, I, you know, I went to one place and there was a lecturer there who had never seen me before. Uh, and was, and she basically, I heard that feedback from her was, that was really great, but it was a bit of a sales pitch. And mm. the thing was, I was a bit offended by that because really? I thought, yeah, well, because I thought the thing is, is I'm really not, she, although my background is admittedly in sales, um, you know, I'm not. It's just that I believe in Watson's Daily so much that and and what it can help people. And I know that it can help people by helping you to understand what's going on, making those connections and then using this knowledge as well and discussing the knowledge. I mean, all of this, it just is very important. Mm. And so my I suppose my eagerness can come across uh, and I am very conscious of this, but, you know, I, uh, my eagerness can come across in me trying to sell it to everyone mm. but it is not it's not really that's not where it comes from it's not me trying to do that it's it really is genuinely about oh you know I believe that this this does good things and it does help people mm. so that's why you know that's why I do what I do having worked with you for about a year Peter I can definitely see that it's passion I mean you said in the you said if you won the Euro millions the other day that you'd still be yeah. doing this. Yeah, I definitely would. Like I say, nicer house, a few <laughs> a few a few, uh, few flashcards, you know, that sort of thing. Maybe like uh, yeah, a, a few holidays in the year kind of thing. Ooh. That'll be all that'll be very nice. So um but no, it, it is because I just 
I know what it's like not to know stuff and that kind of sinking feeling and horrible feeling where you think, where do I even start? Mm. You know? And so my advice on, you know, in, in summary is don't rely on Instagram and TikTok as your main news sources. I would even say, look, I mean, this sounds like I'm shooting myself in the foot here, but like, for instance, we do Instagram, right. And we've got, we have a story on Instagram every day. Right. So, you, but I would say to you, in terms of what you want versus what you need, people want a quick story and they might see it on Instagram, Watson's Daily on Instagram and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's really good. Oh, okay, next thing, you know. And if you just relied on Watson's Daily Instagram, you would have five stories a week. But even those five stories, they are not by any means the full story. No. But, and you definitely, you just can't get this level of knowledge by reading that amount. Mm. And the whole thing is I, what I'm trying to do in this whole getting up at 4am, reading all this stuff and doing what I do and then squeezing it down and all of that. It's all about trying to cut out all that wasted effort that you might have and just giving you what really matters. So I, I think I, I made a, um, a, a, a an analogy um, earlier on with you and I said it's a bit like Watson's Daily is a bit like uh, having that concentrated um, orange squash for instance and you pouring it into the glass mm. that is the stuff that you need and then you maybe putting some water in <laughs> maybe that's the or you you know to, to drink uh, to drink um, and that's maybe you maybe looking at the full version of the of the story that I that I've highlighted or thinking about it somehow, you know, that is yes. the water that in the end makes it a tasty beverage. And I think that's so, a great analogy. <laughs> so, you know, but anyway, look, I, I do think it's very, it's very interesting. Um, you know, and definitely anyone who's listening to this, you know, don't think that that's, I mean, and, and even this, you know, this is what we do here on this podcast is all about trying to help you to, uh, to understand what a, a commercial awareness conversation sounds like mm. because for a lot of people it's very difficult to know and so that's what we're doing here but even on here we do generally two stories a day that's 10 stories a week so obviously your your mathematic genius has, has rubbed off on me uh will today <laughs> um so uh, so but even that you know 10 stories a week that's not enough you need more to see those trends to understand what's going on and you'll be absolutely amazed at the stuff you can come out with mm. after you get, you know, get with this and, and just let yourself do this like 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. That's all you need. Anyway, anyway. Um, so that was a sales pitch that wasn't a sales <laughs> pitch. Um, but anyway. But an important um, message to any listeners yeah. or even potential listeners. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you very much indeed um, for today. Um, all very, all, always very interesting stuff um, yes, with you. And uh, thank you very much for the listeners for listening. Just for those who do, um, you know, normally I, I do something on Thursday evening where um, subscribers to um, uh, Watson's Daily or some subscribers to Watson's Daily um, do, a, you know, I do a, like a weekly summary and we do a discussion and stuff. Um, I can't do it tonight. I'm going uh, going to London tonight for an award ceremony, not mine. Um, it's going to be quite interesting, I, I think, tonight. But um, the uh, yeah, so I can't do it. But I will be back. I will be back uh, again or next Thursday. Anyway, thank you very much indeed, Will. I hope you have a great day. You too. Um, 
I hope that everyone uh, else has a great day here and then we will be back again for the final time this week tomorrow. But anyway, thank you very much. Have a great day. See you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.